Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast, Mets Edition. Pleased to be joined by Mets reporter Anthony DeComo. Anthony, as always, we appreciate the time. And let's start right with the GM search. Three finalists. Any update on those three guys? And could we get a decision soon? Yeah, we should get a decision soon. That was the goal and the plan with the outset was to have someone in place uh, by the very beginning of November. So now that we're down to three candidates, there's no reason why the Mets should not have a decision in place very, very soon. Uh, You know, the interesting part is that the three candidates that are left are kind of wildly different in their backgrounds, their experiences, uh, their strengths, their weaknesses. You've got Heimblum, who is kind of looked at as the analytic one. Uh, You know, he has helped run things in Tampa Bay, one of the biggest analytics departments in the majors. They've obviously done very well, he and Eric Neander, over there in terms of uh, taking a very small payroll and making it sing. Um, You know, they've competed with the Red Sox. They've competed with the Yankees. So this would be for Bloom, kind of a step into a bigger arena, a bigger market, a bigger payroll, where he can really kind of flex his muscle and see what he can do. Um, Doug Melvin, another candidate, is kind of a totally different background in that he's an old school, long-time baseball lifer. He's held GM positions for over 20 years in Texas and Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, while he's versed in analytics as well, as, as any GM candidate in the year 2018 would be, uh, he's much more known for his scouting, for his player development, those sorts of things. And then the third candidate is, is kind of the greatest wild card of all. And that's Brody Van Wagenen, who is a longtime player agent. Uh, he's the agent for Jacob deGrom, for Todd Frazier, Ioannis Cespedes, Tim Tebow even, and uh, is thinking about kind of throwing his hat in the executive ring. So, he has no front office experience. Uh, he has nothing to draw on in that arena, but he obviously has a good relationship with the Mets, having negotiated many of many deals for his clients for that team. Uh, familiarity with the ownership group here, and obviously a deep baseball knowledge that comes with being one of the most prominent agents in the game. So three very, very different candidates, and I think that speaks to the fact that the Mets, you know, despite knowing for several months now that they they would need a new GM don't you know really have a great idea in mind of the type of gm they want it's not as if they pigeonholed you know one attribute or or one type of person uh, and kind of went after multiple candidates in that arena you know they've landed on three finalists who are very very different in many different ways and uh, we'll see which which one they ultimately choose because as we've talked about in the past it's a it is a big decision that is going to shape the franchise for years to come yeah a huge decision for sure and van wagenen is 
definitely interesting. Uh, is you ever do you notice potentially a conflict of interest if he were to be hired or even not hired? Because you know, if there was ever any any animosity towards the team or whatever with his own clients, and is that just a weird situation, or will that sort of resolve itself if he got named to the position? Well, both. I mean, it is a weird situation, especially. You know, given, like I said, he, he's got four or five clients on the Mets 25-man roster right now, obviously more in the minors. And one of those clients, by the way, Jacob deGrom, you know, for years now we've been talking, will the Mets sign him to a long-term deal? Will the Mets sign him to a long-term deal? Uh, yeah, it creates a little bit of a weird situation if you have a new GM coming in and all of a sudden, you know, he's the one who's deciding whether the Mets go down that route or no. Uh, you know, as far as conflict of interest, what can you do other than, say he would sever all ties to his agency. He would uh, essentially stop becoming an agent, stop being an agent and become a front office executive. And you'd kind of have to take that on faith that it wouldn't color his outlook of the team. Uh, you know, I think the, the, the bigger question with Van Wagenen is, you know, would he, when push comes to shove, if the Mets decided they wanted to offer him this GM job, would he leave what is obviously an extremely lucrative role as the lead agent at CAA, which is one of the biggest agencies, not just in baseball or even sports, but in the country uh, to go and take, you know, an executive position with the Mets. Um, you know, obviously there are some comps in the history of sports uh, recently. The, the Lakers hired Rob Polinka, who was Kobe Bryant's longtime agent. And that's gone well. They wound up luring LeBron James over there to Los Angeles. So, um, you know, these are people who obviously have a lot of uh, connections and a lot of sway in the game. Um, but would he actually do that? Would he take that leap? This isn't an older guy. This is a 44-year-old in Van Wagenen who has had a lot of success in the agent ranks and, you know, could, could conceivably have a lot more in the years to come. So, uh, I think that's almost a bigger question than any conflict of interest because, you know, if you hire him, you have to kind of you have to assume that those issues are going to go away. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems to be a little bit of a trend lately. The Lakers in basketball hiring an agent to run the show there as a GM. Uh, last question on this GM uh, finalist race, if you will. Uh, for you, what do you think is the best fit for this Mets team? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm smart enough or qualified enough to answer that question. I'm not sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's and this is kind of a cop-out answer, but it, it's – I'm not sure how much difference, at least initially, it will make uh, because this is an ownership group that has said and has kind of made no secret of the fact that they would prefer to keep all of these ex-GMs and former GMs that they have in-house. Uh, John Ricca, who has been the longtime assistant GM here, J.P. Ricciardi, who is obviously GM in, in Toronto, and Omar Minaya, who is the GM here in New York. They want to keep all those guys around. They want to keep Mickey Calloway around and, and Doug Melvin, for example, when he was interviewing the other day or, uh, said that he would look to keep Mickey Calloway in the fold. So uh, you're going to have, you know, if all that winds up being true, you're going to have a very similar looking front office and just a different person at the very end of the line where the buck stops calling the ultimate shots. But if you have the same, you know, executives in place, the same scouts in place, the same analysts in place in terms of the, the analytics department and all of that, uh, I'm not sure how much difference it makes right off the bat. Now, uh, you know, someone like Melvin, someone like Bloom, obviously someone like Van Wagenen, who uh, has had different experiences, they will eventually bring in their own people and shape things in their image. Um, but as for, you know, who would be the best hire to take the Mets to that next step? 
I don't know if I have the answer to that. Ask me again in five or six years, and I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll remember that. Uh, what's the first thing that they, whoever is hired, what is the first one or two things that they're going to have to decide on, um, whether it be retaining some of their own free agents or heading out onto the market? What's the initial uh, laundry list, if you will, for whoever, whatever GM is hired? Yeah, I mean, that's the good thing is for an incoming GM coming in, there is a pretty straightforward list of needs for the Smets team this offseason. Uh, obviously, they can get creative, but what they have to accomplish, and any GM coming in is going to say this, is to rebuild that bullpen. Uh, it's a relatively easy fix given the number of high-quality free agents who are out there who you could potentially pursue. And I think any GM is going to say that's that is priority number one. Um, you know, where it gets a little more interesting is maybe the catching position where you could look to get creative with the trade or you could look to fill that out in free agency. Um, and then, you know, we've kind of had these question marks in the outfield at first base. The Mets have enough pieces in-house to kind of go with what they have, but does someone coming in go and, and try to make a splash in one of those areas, make a trade, really shore things up uh, in the outfield or really decide once and for all who's the answer at first base. Is it Dominic Smith? Is it Peter Alonso? Commit to one or the other, something the Mets have not done in recent years. So, um, you know, I think priority number one is the bullpen. And as we saw last year, even in a slow free agent market, a lot of those relievers did wind up moving pretty quickly as as a lot of teams looked for relief help. So I think uh, that's what, what, any of these GM candidates are going to do coming in, hitting the ground running is, is uh, fix that, bring in one, two, even more than that back end relievers and uh, try and shore up what was probably the Mets biggest weakness in 2017. Talking with Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo, one name that you just mentioned a moment ago, Peter Alonzo. We know he can hit uh, in the Arizona fall league, certainly an excellent hitter. Uh, his fielding has come into question a bit. Uh, what have you noticed with that? And will that prevent him from maybe making a big leap? to the big league team this season. Yeah, you know, most people who have seen Peter Alonso play this season have said that he's gotten a lot better at first base defensively. And look, he was coming from a low place. Certainly he, he was not a good defender. But, you know, we heard the same things about Jeff McNeil coming up at second base, and he was a plus defender, actually, not even just average. He was above average at second base uh, during his trial run down the stretch. Um you know, we heard some things about Brandon Nimmo coming up that he wouldn't potentially be a great outfielder. And he's been pretty decent for the Mets. Michael Conforto, we heard that he couldn't play center field coming up, and he's done it just fine for the Mets. So I would give Peter Velazzo the benefit of the doubt going forward that he can handle the position at least adequately at first base. And it just seems like you have to find a way to get that bat in the lineup. He has done absolutely nothing but rake at the upper levels of the minors now in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, he has shown, you know, he has very infrequently gone into slumps, and the couple of slumps they did have were over extremely quickly. Uh, so there's nothing left for him to prove in the minors. There's really uh, no justification at this point for keeping him down other than service time reasons, uh, Super 2, future salary reasons, and all of that. Um, and I, those are choices that the Mets are going to have to make as we get into spring training and we get into the new season. But... Talent-wise, uh, what he can do offensively, I think he's showing right now, is uh, off the charts. And while that might not necessarily translate to the major league level, you have to give it a shot. No question about it. Anthony DeComo, we appreciate the time, and maybe when we talk next, we'll know who the Mets' GM is. Certainly an interesting time for the Mets. Thanks again, Anthony. You got it.
Anthony DeComo joining us on MLB Extras.